We open in a basement, just a few minutes ago. The man lies on the ground, on top of a dead body. His skin is cracked and split and gruesomely loose from his frame. His eyes are open, his breath is steady. Slow, pained, and shallow, but steady. The room is silent now, its only remaining occupant quite unable to make noise on his own. But a few beats back, there were others here. And the air was filled with a constant, maddening, gut-wrenching sermon. A sermon so vile it could bring a person like him to his knees, leave him lying on the ground, eyes open, unable to move, but alive. Alive. It's funny how a moment can stretch out for a person like that, when he's lying right on the brink of death, how tiny movements and sounds and memories can converge and unfold themselves into something greater. How a person like him can learn new things, find things, or perhaps create things when his mind slows down, when he's lying on his back and staring up at the distant ceiling, and part of him that's still fully present in the real world can see the moving shadows and hear the footsteps and know that his attackers have simply walked away, leaving him there alone. But the other part, the part at the edge of death, with that hateful chant of the Velstrax swirling through his mind, pinning him there, experiences something else. As he lies there, that part of him sees the priestess of Sukral's return. He sees her standing over him, smiling, and lowering herself to her knees, shining black eyes locked on his frozen ones. He feels twin bursts of pain in his wrists as the woman picks up each of his hands, crosses them, and lays them on his chest, like a dead body awaiting burial. He knows that this isn't happening, but the whispers keep echoing, and he sees the priestess lean forward feels her kiss his forehead, and then hears her whisper in his ear, two sentences that were never spoken out loud, but Asher Halick hears them all the same. This is Pot Against the Machine. Pot Against the Machine Welcome back to Pot Against the Machine, the only actual play podcast that'll leave you in a pile of glitter, android guts, and your own skin. I'm your host, and here's everybody. Why wouldn't you want to leave everyone in the cast's collective favorite GooTube flavor? Uh, own skin? Glitter and own skin? Glitter guts Andro- and Don't forget skin. Android Goo. I would never. It's the ribbons of... <laughs> Definitely feels more like a chunk tube with mm. the the thickness of the epidermis and all its layers. That's true. Mm. Well, you could Hello. use that as like a wrap. Oh, yeah. You just farm oh, a nice like big a casing flake. for sausage. Yeah, like a yes, gurito. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Look out, Charlie's. <laughs> Callus chomps. Hi. 
Let's see. Previously on the program, oh, we had a pretty chill little episode. Uh, the party started it off fighting with Nick Shariel. She was down in the pit with her buddy Alaris, and she gave the party a chance to just, you know, let her check out Cassandra Lee's body, and then everybody be cool. Uh, the party didn't think that that was particularly um, palatable of an offer. They threw the android body down at her, the deformed android body down at her, with a grenade stuffed in its mouth, and um, tried to blow her up. So she and Alaris started firing off uh, that bleeding oration that Alaris could do, and um, Nick Shariel was healing herself up, and eventually, you know, Kira fell in the pit, and she got hit with a harm spell that did 120 damage, and then, like, there was some more bleeding and staggering and sickness, and, um, by the end of it, um, Asher was prone and nauseous, um, on top of the, on top of Kira and on top of the corpse of the android, and, um, Alwyn was unconscious and also bleeding to death, and Brixby was nearly unconscious, so he tried to teleport the group out. Except Asher refused to go. He made the will save to decline the dimension door and stayed by himself with Nick Shariel, despite the fact that he was nauseated and not able to actually attack her. So with the party healing up outside the tower, um, unaware of what on earth Asher had just done, Asher tried to make a final stand against the uh, cleric of Sugras, who, um, she wasn't very nice to him. She made it sound a little bit like she was going to kill him, then, uh, ripped his skin off and left him unconscious in a pile of said skin. Uh, she and Alaris left. The party, after they'd taken a moment to heal back up, ran in, ran up the stairs, ran back down the stairs to find Asher in a sorry state, no bad guys around, and uh, we closed the episode with a little bit of healing. So that's where we are now. Asher's been rehealed. Yeah, I see that. <laughs> uh, Asher's been rehealed or er, reskinned, right? Yeah. He's not healed up, but he has skin now. <laughs> yeah. oh, he's healed up pretty good, too. He's over half. Yeah, he's yeah, Alwyn, uh, mostly healed. For the, oh, yeah. uh, for the first time since he entered the game, Alwyn is entirely out of his uh, oracle side of his spells from uh, <laughs> healing everybody up after that one. And to clarify the question I was trying to ask at the end of our last episode I didn't get to, what exactly did Brick say after uh, Alwyn healed Kira to consciousness and before he ran back in? What were your words? Oh, man, I didn't listen. I don't need exact, like, I don't think you actually, well, you maybe did. It was, you gave a very brief, like, Brick said, like, yeah, I didn't work. It up was, or something like that. yeah, it didn't work. Um, maybe my magic didn't work. Maybe he wanted to stay. Why would he want to stay? Maybe my magic didn't work. I think it was just kind of like vacillating back and forth between those two. Sure. Okay. Um, so yeah, Kira's gonna go ch check on Asher. Uh, quick jog over, dr drop the chain off. Um, and like, he's already awake. So she, yeah, he's, he's got half health. Yeah, yeah the fun Oh god, is she like, like his... trying to cut him out of skin? The fun part is, and fun as in air quotes, is Asher was awake for the whole thing. Because of the 
evilness. Oh, that weird ability. That yeah. uh, in, instead of him going unconscious to the non-lethal, he was just helpless and paralyzed. And now he looks like a Sharpay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so gross. Okay. Ew. So I guess we'll like generally just wiggle a chainsaw in there. Ah, oh, this is awful. Awful. We have so many swords and knives and you're using the chainsaw. It's the best one for the job, you know. You... It's the closest at hand. Um, I think you got to roll a D100, 50-50, yeah. whether or can, not Asher's injured. Can we roll additional, like, can we actually roll some, like, uh, knowledge arcana or, like, heal or anything about what's going on with our friend? Yeah, I mean, you could probably roll a, a spellcraft to try to figure out what what that spell effect was yeah i would like to know what that was we know uh it was it wasn't the healing that fixed it right it, it was, was restoration the, uh, it was restoring the yeah the rest damage basically yeah. uh i didn't get it that's only a three on the actually i might have got it even with a three because i have crazy spellcraft uh 21 um i have to look up Spellcraft DC, because yeah, that's so close. Yeah, I, even the player, have no idea what spell this is. So I don't know if 21 makes it or not. So I think if it was as it was being cast, that would make it. Um, but for afterwards, it's not high enough. So, I mean, it, there's no specific thing. And, like, you see the effect pretty clearly. So I'm going to say that that's good enough. Um, the spell was slough. Which is an evil transmutation spell, which makes one living creature slough off its skin. That's gross. She has, that is gross. She has a lot of spells kind of like that. Just just gross ones. I mean, it makes sense. A lot sense of sloughing spells? A lot of <laughs> Isn't she basically based off like a Cenobite? She's a little Cenobite-y. Well... Kira's going to attempt to free Asher from his prison of skin, his schism, if you will. But not with Chainsaw, because that's irresponsible. <laughs> Asher, are you okay? I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, get you out, okay? Just, just stay there. And just... So, Kira's gonna try and help Asher out. I think Bricks um, is gonna go with Kira. Just quietly behind Ash are you okay I, I we'll get you out just just stay there okay um, and we'll choose a safer weapon than a chainsaw to disin skin her friend disin old skin keep the new skin it's like a light flame. with uh, <laughs> six seconds for each one this is all happening basically simultaneous with the healing that I said Alwyn started doing last week because to use up all of his slots is going to take basically the same amount of time as it's going to take you guys to cut him out. Asher? Hmm? Are you okay? No. What happened? I wasn't strong enough. I wanted to buy you all time to get out of here or 
destroy the furnace myself before they had a chance to do something. I couldn't leave. Brixby tried to take me, but I couldn't go. I wouldn't go, not again. Wait. You... You stayed on purpose? Yes. I fought it. I tried to fight many things in this cursed basement, and I failed all of them. Except one. I resisted his magic with all my might to stay. I wish you had found me here, triumphant. Nixario, dead at my feet. Instead you find me here like this. Revolting. Failed. Nothing to show for it. No dignity. Well, you were by yourself. I mean, she almost killed me. Of course you couldn't. Why would you stay? Asher, you're the only one who hasn't... <sighs> I don't understand. I don't... I don't get it. You wanted to save us? We were all going to leave together and then come back together. That's what we do. And then you, you, you stayed here on purpose. You could have... <sighs> Never mind. I'm... I'm glad you're okay. But I'm not, Kira. I don't know if I will be okay. Something's happened, something's wrong with me. When Brixby came back, when we brought him back, I told him it was my fault that he died, and I believed it then, I believe it now. And so does Caldir, to some extent. Whether it was allowing him to die or just being a coward, there's things I'm supposed to do. A code. I didn't ask for it. I didn't expect to be a paladin. And I became one. And in several ways, I failed to live up to that standard, and I cannot do the things that Caldera once let me do. I think that what you did now was actually very brave. You stayed behind to make sure that those two people didn't chase after us right i didn't see it happen i was already knocked out but if that's what you did you shouldn't feel bad about that and you shouldn't feel bad about losing to them either they were very strong it was not going well even with all four of us against them i think you did a great job And Asher will give a sad smile at that for a moment. Uh, 
his new lips feel weird to him. Everything feels weird to him. But... But you're so exfoliated. It's just so smooth. Yeah, you know, actually, this is probably the first time Asher's been beardless since you've seen him. So (laughs) I I don't think the restoration spell regrows facial hair. Uh, James Jacobs, let me know. He's he's totally bald right now. He's doing the late career Agassiz. Just a thumb. Yeah. (laughs) Yep, that's... He is fully alopecia universalis, just not a hair. Uh, I'm in a hat. Just, just a hat. Uh, Gotta look like the freaking judge from uh, Blood Meridian. <laughs> is gonna step from behind Kira and, and look at Asher and say, "You're not revolting, and you, did, you didn't fail. This isn't." You don't owe anything to us in the cave with marrow. I saw the way you held that grenade and the way that you wouldn't leave the cave. And this, and that time with the hammer in between. I don't ask you this because I want to make you uncomfortable. And I don't ask you this to provoke you but I legitimately want and need to know. Do you want to die? No, I don't. I don't have a death wish. I didn't stay behind for an easy out, but, and he just kind of has a a look of kind of self-disgust on his face, but uh, he says, Paladins of Caldera, are quick to leap into battle, even when they appear outmatched, trusting in their virtue and luck to carry them to victory. How unvirtuous, how unlucky am I? But it's all right. And he just kind of tries to grit his teeth and look a little brave. If luck isn't with me, perhaps skill will be perhaps determination grit the technic league has done nothing good for this country for this world and if they get their hands on the information Cassandra Lee died for if they I don't know Help wake up unity. It's the end. But but what does... I don't consider it an easy way out, alright? I don't. Because I carried it for a long time. I considered it a way to absolve myself, frankly. And I don't think that less of you. But I don't see... Your duty to Nemeria, your duty to Chaldea, your duty to us. A needless death. We don't need that. We, we, we deserve better than that. You should come with us. Sure, this road may ask sacrifices of us, and it has, and it has taken us, and it has brought some of us back, and it has kept some of us. 
I could take us all out. We could leave, we could come back. Even if we made it away, if they truly were coming after us at the expense of your life, would we even be strong enough to make a difference? You may not think you owe it to yourself, or possibly in an abstract way, you don't owe it necessarily to us. But you owe it to that letter in your hat and the dusty cursed land that we covered to get to here, to get her. Not mad at you. Mad at myself. I just... I'm... I never want to force a choice on you. Your life is ultimately yours to spend as you will. But... I think we're all this, this place has. Right now. All she has. Again, he points to the bag. I don't think Asher really knows what to say at this moment. But he just kind of nods. And will stash the healing gun back in his pouch. And he's going to draw the null blade off his back because it is hopefully strong enough to bypass some hardness on this smoke furnace and he's just going to turn around and with all his you know nine strength score he's just going to start slashing at it I think Kira watches for a little bit and looks at Brixby and then Alowin and then back at Asher um, and then she'll join but with a chainsaw <laughs> um to hide out in the hallway he will also uh get out his little morning star which is adamantine even though he can do like no damage with it with his seven strength and he'll maybe take a few little ineffectual whacks at the thing too is there a skill roll i can roll i'm not talk about ineffectual whacks <laughs> um you totally could um roll a disabled device to try to shut the thing down or try to reroute it but it, it looks like the rest of the group is going another way <laughs> I guess I'm gonna just try doing it while they're all doing it because like you know it's a cathartic moment and as long as it doesn't cause like a steam pipe to explode in my face um, I might just tinker off on the corner and that's a 34 dodging like dodging in and out of everybody's swings. <laughs> um, so I think as the party's just whacking away at this thing and like Asher has the null blade that bypasses the hardness and Halloween's bypassing the hardness too and um, Kira is basically brute forcing through the hardness and doing plenty of damage anyways. Um, and this thing has an absurd amount of hit points but as they're hacking away at it, and Brixby, you can see a dwindling window where you could, um, basically, you can shut this thing down pretty easily. It doesn't look like you, you're going to have any trouble stopping it from running, but you do have two options available to you for a split second here. 
you think that you could basically wire this thing to um, destroy itself, or you think theoretically, with a little bit of magic knowledge and a lot of engineering knowledge, you could basically set a uh, feedback loop on this thing that would suck it into the plane of fire. Oh yeah, that sounds so <laughs> sick. Dimensional furnace bomb? I mean, possibly causing an interspatial war with the Efridi? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's absolutely the type of snap decision that I would like to make. You guys hate fire genies, right? Gonna get a real angry call from that wizard that lives on the sun. <laughs> no, I don't know that I've really met one, Asher says, between exertion, because again, negative strength score, but he's doing his best with his D10 weapon. Um, I could send this back to the plane of fire and have it implode. I think this method, while good and, and very good, like, it, it's going to work something out for all of us, but this thing is hardy. Um, we could either blow it up here in Long Dreamer's Dreamwood or blow it up in the place that's made out of fire explosions and molten lava. What was that second one? Yeah, like right. That. Yeah, that's a good one. I also think the second one sounds like it might be safer for the forest. Oh, the forest, yeah. yes. That's smart. Okay. Uh, so is it like a spellcraft roll in addition to that disabled device roll? Yeah, I think we'll do um, spellcraft and disabled device together. So we'll, you got to hit thresholds on both of them too. Okay, so do I need to do a different DD than the one that I did in Roll20? Oh, I guess I, I forgot that you had already rolled a pretty solid DD, so we'll just do oh. a Spellcraft from here. <laughs> oh, that's a 1 off the die for a 15. Well, we die. Can any of us aid him on the Spellcraft? I don't think I want you to aid me. I think if I could ask okay. you for your Spellcraft knowledge, that would be helpful. If we're allowed separate checks. Yeah, I think that the, the um, planar aspects of it is probably escaping Brixby at this point. But if somebody else can provide a, the spellcraft side of things. So I think I've got like the transmogrifier lever in here correctly actuated. But Alwyn, where is this in the planes? This uh, is either heaven Alwyn. or like the plane of fire, <laughs> and I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, he'll he comes over next to Brixby and looks at it for a moment, and he'll like point at some piece of it that he's trying to look at, and with his 31 spellcraft, he'll say, "I think if you turn that to the left, it should send it to the plane of fire instead." I'm pretty sure you're aiming at the heavens right now okay yeah right yep that's um really affect this alignment change thing that i've been working on here all right so we'll just dial that to the the fire icon here right that's the surprisingly intuitive so the dc on each of the two checks was a 30 you got a 34 disabled device and a 31 on the spellcraft 
So you've triggered yes. this chain reaction of these tiny portals that go into the uh, plane of fire are basically like starting to have a gravitational pull on the smoke furnace and they're sucking into it. And now you have the um, unfortunate reality of being in a building that is currently being consumed by a temporary portal into the um, plane of fire. You also know that you're not the only people in this building. There is still a worm that walks a, a couple doors down, and I guess everything else is probably dead. Oh, yeah. No, we got to <laughs> swing by... Brixby has. Yeah, does Brix, Brixby does still? Yeah, I don't. I ran out of combat spells, but you best believe I still have invisibility and swipe. So we have one more whack at this. Um, do we have an idea between those rolls how much time we have? Should we be like, are we at like the slow jog before the explosion or the run and jump before um, the explosion? You're in like the Mako reactor kind of like mysteriously a seven minute countdown at the top of the screen so oh nice <laughs> so don't forget this is the weird basement where we have to go up like five floors and then back down to get out we're so fast so maybe um <clears throat> maybe everybody uh just kind of comes into the hallway i'm gonna make myself invisible and then i'm gonna sw swipe it and Hopefully I can get out of here. Um, I still have an emergency sport force sphere if he's going to try anything, so um, I'm hoping it'll work out. But if, if you could stand at the ready, and then... Wait, before you go, Bricks? Yeah? Just come back, okay? I, I, I will, and I'll bring the Q-Cube. Think about, I mean, literally already invested so much in the merch for this thing. It would be embarrassing if we didn't get it at this point, right? Agreed. Mm -hmm. All right, so he puts the eyelash in the gum Arabic, and <laughs> he heads on in. Um, um, as you go through oh. that doorway into that little sort of zigzagged hallway, you do notice that uh, what used to be a solid wall has been blown out from the other side, and it looks like there is a straight tunnel uh, a long straight tunnel that wasn't there before or at least you didn't know about before oh no oh no um so like tunnel there or tunnel here um i think you're this yeah, thing you're right no here, longer right? in the right because that's pop you over. yeah ah, this, right this here bad boy right here yeah um it looks like oh, no. a thin rock wall was blown out from the tunnel side into the basement. Um, so that's how she got in, uh, we think, probably. Old sneaky Nickelback. <laughs> All right. Well, he will silently curse under his breath and come on in to the worm room right here. And in the worm room you see that the bars on Nargan cell have been broken out and oh, the no. worm that walks is gone. Those worms were made for walking and that's just what they did. One of these days. What are we going to do with all these goo cube stickers? <laughs> oh, the cube is still there. It's just sitting, oh, sitting so by sweet. itself in the uh, cell as 
He's got no use for it. He already got that intelligence bonus, but he's gone. Surely never to ever pop up again. Uh, mm. Brixby invisibly walks up to the cube with the sneakiness of the burglar Bilbo Baggins and uh, picks it up. Do I get wormed? No. No worms. Just cube. <laughs> Just cube. Oh, sick. And he just like gives it like, ho, 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 as he's running back with the cube. All right, it's time to get out of here. Got the cube. The the worm is somewhere. I'm sure we'll never see him again. I'm sure he and Nick Shario killed each other in the tunnel, so we'll just uh, nip in there, get all of their gear, and then head out. That makes sense. Nip on in. <laughs> so are you going up the stairs or are you going down that straight tunnel? I feel like we do not have the uh, stuff left to do the tunnel, but that's just my personal opinion, just in case she's still in there. The tunnel might be safer. It could be a faster way out, though, couldn't it? Well, let's just peek down and do just the cash knowledge dungeoneering and see yeah. if we have an idea of how long this tunnel is and maybe even... Where can it some, goes. Yeah, can you survival some wind? Oh boy. Survival. You know it. Only win trophies. It's a weird skill. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, BB. That's a nat one on the survival. It seems like a pretty long tunnel, but it's hard to tell. It goes on for hundreds of feet, maybe leading vaguely upward. Well, I kid you not, it's also a nat one on a different die for knowledge dungeoneering for a total of a three. Uh, so I feel pretty good. Uh, maybe it's heading up, but it's long. Uh, I don't know. Maybe we should take the stairs. Leg day. Just the leggiest day, really. Yeah, I am all out of... Well, I technically have a haste spell <laughs> that will help us move faster. Um, that is one. I also have one haste less. All right. Yeah. Well, but that could still be healing from you. Um, well, no, all my healing's out. Haste oh. is a sorcerer. All right. Well, hit us. Okay. He will use his uh, last. Oh, wait. No, I have two level three sorcerer spells left. So I actually have two haste left. But he will use one to uh, get our movement speed doubled. All right, down nice. this tunnel we go. In double time, you work your way through the tunnel for several hundred feet as it stops being a straightaway and it winds um, vaguely up and around. And eventually, um, after probably burning that other haste, you emerge on the surface in the woods, in a little oh, hole in no. the ground. This looks like this was a secret exit. Ooh, good thing there was no one down there. Remember the mech? Or, like, robot Oh, thing? those things that wanted to kill oh, us? Oh, those hillbilly giants are still hanging out over there, yep. too. <laughs> yeah, have, remember this map from, like, a year ago? <laughs> <laughs> Barely. Where are we? I almost asked what that giant fish monster token was before I realized that it was the moth. How and I could just you? <laughs> That's so oh, I mean. 
Yeah. Yeah. The wing on the left side looks like the like a head fin for a marlin. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. So rude. Um, so yeah, you're oh, b- all go. the way down on the southern end of the screen, and um, as you come out into the forest, I think this has to be dramatically timed perfectly. That over the clouds, you can see the smoke rising from the smoking tower, and you can see like the top few floors of it. And then, like while you're watching it, there's just like a super loud like crunch and the tower gets like 10 feet shorter and kind of crumples in on itself. And now the smoke is just coming out in like a little tiny wisp. And then like a few seconds later, there's like another crunch and you barely see it like clearing the tops of the trees anymore. And then like maybe 15 more seconds. And then there's just like a column of fire, like 300 feet tall, just (laughs) and like the exact circumference of the tower. Just like absolutely burninating that space. <laughs> and it dies back slowly. And then like there's just a smoking crater where from here it looks like where the tower was. Imagine it like sucks in on itself like uh, anybody see that uh, Charlie Sheen movie with the aliens at the knees that bend backwards? Or am I the only one that's the ever title? seen that movie? Charlie Sheen and the aliens uh, have been backwards. It's got the same title as that later, much better sci-fi movie that I'm blanking on. Two and with, a half uh, aliens. <laughs> no, with the uh, aliens that come and the lady has to, the language professor has to talk to them. It's got the exact same title oh. as that one. Arrival. Arrival. Oh, yes. okay. Hmm. There's uh, an alien weapon in the really bad Charlie Sheen Arrival that like basically creates a black hole and at one point one of them uses it to like clear evidence and it just sucks this person's entire house into a ball <laughs> with like really bad 90s special effects and i imagine it looks like that nice. the go-to image in my head for this particular thing other than the fire is the house at the end of poltergeist oh, where yes. it like just slowly yes. gets ripped off the ground and pulled in on itself until it finally contracts it yeah, very similar yeah. effect what a great <laughs> yeah. movie excellent movie yeah spoilers by the way yeah uh, if you haven't <laughs> for anybody seen, that hasn't seen bt dubs if you haven't seen craig t nelson's finest moment um so we're at the bottom of the map with the moth yeah i only see yeah. i only see alowin too this Same. is a, but this oh. is an alowin moth scene anyway so go Oh, you were all down Alan at the... Moth. I, maybe that was... Oh, because I didn't do dynamic lighting oh, on this there. one. So that was all I had to polygon. Yeah, no, it. I was just in the black before I pulled myself out to the moth. It's beautiful. Long dreamer. I know you're not particularly diurnal, but, um... Well, wake up and take a look at your woods. No, I think sort of... I think this is... Presuming you've found your way back to the spot in the woods where she lives, but she definitely saw and heard that cacophony. And uh, she says, um, that was quite a, I don't even know how to describe what that was, but it seemed very effective in dealing with the choking tower. The smoke the power it brought it came from from the plane of fire and to fire it returned 
Well, I'm happy to see the end of it. I thank all of you. You've, you've done a wonderful thing here. She is, of course, you know, holding out feelers to everybody so you can actually have this conversation. Balancing on two legs and touching us with the other four. <laughs> thank you for... Can't even begin to enumerate what to thank, to personally thank you for. But for us, to facilitate this, we owe you. I am very sorry that it was so difficult for all of you. That it cost you so much. If there's anything that I can do to repay this courtesy, if I can bring you anywhere else... Please, just ask. I will do my best to help you. Well, now that you mention it, we have a sort of general idea of where to find something that could be of import back near Idenvey-ish. Because Jeff the Player has mild recollection of near where you found me. In the recording. Right. Are those Azers, like, still chilling? Oh, yeah. The, the Azers are, are over by, um, I guess, Long Dreamer's camp. They're still hanging out. We didn't bring them the torch? I thought we might have brought them the torch. I I think we told them oh, about Torch, did. but then we never actually bothered to bring them there. <laughs> oh, it's a great place. You'll love it. No, um, Brixby thought, yeah. mentioned... Um, that he would teleport them. them, but then you'd spent all your spells. Oh, did he? Every day. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I think that, I don't want to speak for the group, but we all need to rest. Um, it, would it be possible to, I mean, if they're interested, it seems like they still are, to potentially bring our friends here to Torch, where they could work a bit, before um i you know before we maybe come up with the ability to send them back i i i lost the he looks at his hands i I lost the ability um when i came back some of me stayed there certainly can fly back to torch that shouldn't be a problem i remember the way one of the azers is just like um i mean was that like a big portal to the plane of fire like if we'd had some warning that I mean, we could have no it's never mind it's fine you, you guys did great work. how do you do with extreme compression well like do you do you have are you like a good protocol for you could just get compressed and then decompressed and you don't are you lossless what's your situation i am probably the co- compression might have been a problem we have definitely have bones and um <laughs> you know, squishy bits, but I was just thinking like the fire's not a not a problem. The bones maybe, I guess, now that you mention it. Mm-hmm. Definitely wouldn't have been great for bones. I mean he can he can really do a lot of things, or they can do a lot of things about the bones. Points to Alloin. Normally can really just compress the bone. I'll add a bone spell. <laughs> Alwyn, bone daddy of the party. Alwyn <laughs> just casts bone shaker on the Azers just, just because. <laughs> and they die. 
Pant. I like CR2. <laughs> I can cast create pant <laughs> or mage armor on them. <laughs> yeah, I love that they're just like, man, can you just please find us another job as soon as possible? If we don't toil, like, I just don't know what to do. We don't know what to what do with ourselves. Even? I, I know, it's boomers during the pandemic. <laughs> it's really just... We just have to get back to the office as soon as possible. We're really just not having a good time if we're not in the office. <laughs> we don't have our water cooler chats. What do we have? Also, yeah. consider taking a nap. Mm-hmm. All of our Boomer listeners, whom we actually do love. We do. We love you, and I'm not trying to rag we on you. We want you to be well-rested. Yep. I want to take... We will... Nap with Zach is uh, our new Patreon podcast where I... <laughs> And you both fall asleep on a pod. No, 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 no. We both just fall asleep. You listening and me while doing the pod. And (laughs) just turn on the mic while you go to sleep. (laughs) 60 minutes of silence. What a Twitch stream that is. All right, guys, nap time. Mm -hmm. And it's just on cam. You're just sleeping. I don't know if I'd be able to sleep with a camera on me. Mm -mm. Well, you do it already. No, he goes to bed after the camera's off. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to freak him. Yeah, that was bit very menacing. I'm thoroughly menaced, and I'm adding more monsters to book four because of it. No. no. Book four. Um, so, gang. So, yeah, so we're taking the... So, are we going to Eidenvay, or are we going to take the Acers to... Uh... Well, or is Moth going to take the Acers, and we'll... To stay here. To clarify, I mean that the moth can take the azers while while you all rest for the night because I mean that's been quite yeah because yeah, we're all out of everything. Um, yeah. But Jeff was asking about uh, something near Idenvay. Are you referring to the Y-shaped valley or are you referring to the um, dot from the tracker thing from book two or something else? The Y-shaped valley, I think, was where Cassandra Lee said she. Hid the neurocam. Ah, the Y-shaped valley is a ways away to the northwest, despite the book saying it's northeast. Okay, yeah, that Not that's immersion. the one. I mean, do we want to do the dot first if it's closer? I'm still wondering what the heck that is, and we're a full book past where we first learned about it, and it hasn't been any of the things I thought it was going to be. I mean, we could we could hit the dot. Uh, we definitely. It's, it's going to be six days after tomorrow before we can teleport anywhere. So we're kind of, we got our interdimensional Uber for now. Yeah, the dot is fairly directly north from here um, and not super far. The um, Y-shaped valley is north, but mostly just west, looks like. Is that closer to kind of the whole situation that we're thinking about anyway in the kind of northwest portion of the country Do we have something else that we were talking about out there no um, is that the only thing not sure what direction is uh, t- what you're called the capital that's not were that we way, talking about a city that's on like on the edge of sarkorian and like sarkoris World yeah, wound. Well, Sarkoris, I think, is still just filled with demons right now. Yeah, yeah, no, but no, but there's like correctly. a fort yeah. city. Did we talk about a fort um, city that was oh, like? Oh yeah, yeah. That the uh, yeah the uh, 
those guys that we rescued from the Smilers talked about. Yeah, there's yeah. Um, Chesed, which is up yeah. at the top of the Selen River, uh, where it meets with the Lake of yeah. Mists and Veils, like right along where the border is with uh, the World Wound town. Yeah. So is that near-ish yeah. where the Y Valley is? No, or is that's it... like kind of the opposite direction. That's on okay. My bad. Up on the northeast side, and then uh, the Y-shaped valley is basically like almost as far west in Numeria as you can get. It's uh, like 200 miles from where you are now. What direction's the capital? Is that to the east or to the, the west? The capital is north. Um, a little bit west, but mostly north, uh, like 150 miles from where you are now. I feel like we really probably don't want to go anywhere near there yet with how many... Why? Uh, it's nice there. How many technically people we keep not managing to kill? I hear they I have, have no a silver design. mountain there. I'm sure we'll never go there. Anywhere near any of these places. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Sure, uh, that's not almost certainly book six of this. So yeah, if uh, if that's the plan then, Azers go to Torch and we hunker down for the night. That's fine. And then maybe tomorrow we can, or, you know, while Long Dreamer is off, uh, you know, doing her la final trip, set the app, no more pickups. No more drop-offs. Um, then we can talk about where we're going to hit up next in character. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, Long Dreamer will say, um, "My, hopefully this wood is safe for you while I'm not here. You're all certainly capable of taking care of yourselves. We'll be back as quickly as I can. Thank you for fulfilling my promise. And uh, Azer will be like, yeah, no. Thanks again for pulling us out of there. That was, um, well, I mean, you know what it was. You saw it worse than we did, but thanks for giving us a chance to do something outside of that prison. Good luck to all of you. Take care of yourselves. Consider unionizing next time. See you later. <laughs> and off they fly, um, some flaming-headed dwarves on top of a glowing moth with a 15-plus foot wingspan they shoot off into the sky, leaving you alone in the uh, Long Dreamer's clearing in the Smokewood slash Dreamwood. Hopefully now just Dreamwood. Asher would look to Brixby and ask him a question. He'd say, You've been up and down the Selen River, you've said before. Have you been to Chesed before, by chance? I haven't yet had the opportunity. Uh, close. I, I mean, I've technically uh, disembarked there, but I was on a job um, sailing, uh, salvage and fines north. Uh, but I, I didn't really... I didn't really have a reason to be there. I, uh, that was a time when I needed to drift, so. I know a little bit about it. Did we have a roll on it? I can't remember if we rolled a knowledge local. I don't think anybody's else. rolled knowledge local on Chesed, no. Oh, my negative levels. Negative level. A little bit of local, but not enough for anything good. <laughs> hey, I finally rolled above a one. I got two ones this time. An 11 plus five for a 16. Only a 15 for Bricksville. So clearly not enough. 
Um, I mean, so I think both of you know that Chesed is a pretty big city. Um, it might be bigger than Starfall, really. Um, because it's kind of the economic powerhouse of Numeria. It's at the center of all these trade routes and, um, you know, on the border with a formerly prosperous nation. Uh, though, obviously, uh, things haven't gone great to the north uh, <laughs> for a while. Uh, there's still crusaders passing through and spending money and, um, you know, there's a lot of trade there. It's a big place that spans the Selen River. Uh, so, you know, like one half of the cities on the east side and one half's on the west side. And, and other than that, I think you just know it, it's a very metropolitan place where I think the technically doesn't necessarily have as much influence there just from the sheer size of it um, as they would elsewhere in the country. Does an 18 get me a postcard? <laughs> a withered postcard? Um, I mean, 18... Gets you a little bit more knowledge of the place, but I, mostly the same things. You said the the city technically has its own overlord that rules the city, but like pretty much everywhere else, right, that technically is effectively in charge if they ever want to flex their muscles. So Kira knows everything that everyone else does, but also where the Starbucks is. <laughs> <laughs> and I think if. You guys are all exploiting that. Alwyn is going to ask. So, does that mean it's even bigger than Torch? Aww. <laughs> it's like literally 12 times the size of Torch. <laughs> yeah, but you know, Torch is the biggest city he's ever seen, so. Mm -hmm. I always laugh at the um, population numbers that they give in these books because they're so low. It's like, it's a giant metropolis. Mm -hmm. The population is almost as large as Schenectady. <laughs> Imagine a city love, so large. And I, I remember seeing before they're like, well, it's like it's because it's medieval. It's like the population of London was like a million in sixteen hundred. Like it can be medieval and you can still have a lot of people. <laughs> so do you tell us about Charlie the Lizard Folks new venture, Starclux, and where they are all throughout Chesed? Uh does one better than that. I pull out my frequent Yeah, she's got the app. Opera card. <laughs> I know it's new, but you know teenagers. She's she's up on the new things. Somehow, even though she's been on the road for weeks, she got this brand new thing. Mm -hmm. Got two punches on it already, too, which is real weird. <laughs> yeah, impressive, since you haven't seen her not with you. Maybe... Hey, no, we had that moment. Maybe there's one in Torch. Yeah, Fair, or that's true. Maybe there's one in Hajath Hakado, since Sage's boyfriend brought you back a card. <laughs> it's possible. <laughs> I hear they're allowed to go off campus at Hajath Ricardo's uh, <laughs> High. It's so cool. Like during lunch, they can just go to the Star Clux. Ah, uh, remember high school? <laughs> We're going to two different high schools, and the second one, when I could actually like drive and stuff, did not allow you to go off campus. Only the one that I was at ninth and tenth did. Ooh. Yeah, my high school didn't let you go off campus. But if you were sneaky, you could get into the woods pretty quick. Nice. Oh, mine did. And you could you could run to Del Taco or across the street from that was another Del Taco. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, or you can go up to Chipotle. Uh, mm. oh, the wow, Del Taco Chipotle. Delta. Chipotle opened 
my uh, junior senior year. It was the only one in the area, so you'd see the rival high school Letterman jacket people in, you know, our Chipotle turf because they didn't have one. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's a unique benefit. Nice. Congratulations. I'm happy for you. Thank you. You won the Chipotle Wars. <laughs> Sorry, I did all those rolls with the sickened condition on. Whoops. <laughs> Oops. Real professional podcaster. One away from it or two? How much is it? Two for all of your everything, knowledge, whatever. Oh, your DD? Yeah, my DD. It still succeeded. None of it worked then. Yeah. The tower pops back into existence. Dang. It's back. Right as as Long Dreamer is flying and it launches her into space. You hate to see it. Yeah, the the gout of flame goes up and just. That's it. It goes from uh, actual poltergeist to the Family Guy parody of poltergeist, where he pulls the skull back out of the ground and the house immediately pops back into existence. <laughs> so I guess we should figure out where we go. Oh, yeah. When? Yeah. We, we need to figure out where we need to go next. We should also figure out a watch for tonight. But what, where do you all want to go? Maybe we should go where is closest first and then sort of trace our way out from there. I think that also makes the most sense, and it gives us the most time before we go to a city even bigger than Torch. Well, that's fine. We can can go look at where the dot is pointing. It seems to be closest. I would very much like to get that neural cam before the Technic League stumbles upon it, though. That is a good point, my friend. And that is actually, I think, a, a good argument for the dot, is it not? Given the provenance of the information that we have, the uh, the Neurocam is proprietary. Uh, we are, th- assumedly, hopefully, the only ones that have benefited from Fergus's horrific deeds. But the, the dot, you know, where we recovered this from, we don't know if there's another one of these, or who else is looking for it. Fair. Also, I would like to take first watch, because I am a baby wizard who needs his sleep, or he gets fussy. Can't cast spells. Yeah, well, fine. I don't have the need to prepare spells anymore, so I'll take whatever watch is needed. I'm sorry, what? We, we talked about this. Oh, yeah, but it's just... I, I didn't realize the whole... It took the... Oh. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, so... I can't heal anymore. I can't cast any spells. I can still smite things, but it's different. My saves aren't as good. Really, it's a nerve across the board. But... It's my reality now. Um... Sorry, I I didn't realize that it. Yeah, I just I thought she just wasn't there anymore. I didn't should have known. Um, I'm sorry, Asher. And Asher looks uh, quite sorry himself. He looks pretty. Uh, he he lets his guard down enough just for a moment to see how much this is affecting him. Uh, but he. And just inhales and puts his guard back up and just nods and says, It's alright. You didn't know. 
think Alwyn will say, uh, I'll take whatever watch is just before Asher's. And I'll take whatever watch that leaves over. This is a fun <laughs> riddle. I think that makes me last, or possibly second. Depends when Kingsley's taking her watch. Can we roll a knowledge religion on what's going on with Asher? Nah, I don't see why not. There are two. I switch to a different die. Oof. I do not know anything. Six for a 19. Your two is probably a 19 too, right, Jero? My religion isn't super high. No, it's only a 10. Uh, I got a plus eight on religion. Well, I would say, hey, Jeff, it's kind of up to you. Um, if that's enough to to know. I feel like, to some extent, the way paladins work might be fairly common knowledge amongst adventuring types. But um, Yeah. No, I think that's, that's certainly true, and it's enough to know that based on what Asher said about his understanding of it, it sort of tracks that you know, he, you don't think he's committed any evil acts, but you do you do get the impression, yeah, he's violated his code of conduct, his paladin code, and by doing so, he has uh, lost his connection to his deity, and so he's an ex-paladin at this point. I think with a 19, that's, that might be all you know, but... Is ex-paladin similar? Sorry. Is that, is that like, an oath-breaker thing, like in 5e? Also, do we have that here? Or is that just used to be a paladin? I think it's kind of similar construct, um, mechanically yeah, speaking. Yeah, it is, because it is actually like a, yeah, like a sub, what do they call it? A, not a subclass, like an archetype, archetype type Yeah, thing mechanically almost. speaking, yeah. in um, 1e, there are a few different paladin archetypes that you can take on if you become an ex-paladin and sort of switch into it. there's I think there's also stuff for clerics and druids. Um, like if they mess up their oaths yeah, or if they abandon leave their, their god or whatever. Yeah. A bunch of things change. And usually it's really, really mechanically much more powerful to, to break your oath. Um, I think we saw that with Asher's ability to, to make saves. Um, it really helped him a lot. Wait, it's mechanically better to make to. No, it, that was me, like oh. dead yeah. deadpanning Don't sarcasm. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah, no, he was. That was sarcasm. Yeah, no. Uh, my saves are still pretty good, but they're no longer excellent. Yeah, he went from never failing to occasionally failing. I mean, oof, they all dropped by five. Oh, that's even worse. I thought I was going to guess like three. Oof. He's rocking like Alloin level saves. No, no. Never, never, never rock Alloin level saves. <clears throat> so I want to noodle on that during my watch. I think uh, at the end of Alloin's watch, when he goes to wake uh, Asher up, he'll say, uh, Just a minute before I go to sleep, I wanted to say something. I know Kieran Brixby seemed a little more upset by you staying behind, so I kind of just wanted to say it just to you. 
uh, so a long time ago when I was in the colony, maybe and he thinks like at least two, three years ago, real long time ago, uh, our elder at the time, Elder Vlados, he, well, I told you before about the people with the sun armor that were so mean to us and attacked everyone. He stayed behind to fight them when we all left. And it was a very brave thing to do. And he was hurt very bad. He, he didn't die, but he did save a lot of people. And it eventually made him not as good as he used to be. And it sounds like you're going through something very similar. And I just want you to know that I think I understand it, or at least a little bit of it. And also about your, your God, maybe you're only going through what you're going through because you think you failed her. Have you tried to talk to her about it or anything? Alan will, he's kind of groggily waking up and say, thank you for sharing that, Alan. I don't know a lot of your story. It's, I don't take your confidence lightly. Yes, I have talked to Kaldir. I don't I don't think it's all in my head, but uh, I think I have a couple choices before me. I could crawl back to her, I could do everything in my means to atone, to make right, or I can accept and I can take what uh, abilities I have left and use them to protect people I care about. And for right now, at least that's the direction I've been setting my myself on. Perhaps that someday I will have a long chat with a cleric and see what I can do to regain what I've lost, but not today, not tomorrow. Well, just so you know, I think you're making the right choice. I don't think you should crawl back to someone who doesn't accept what you've done as the right thing to do. I don't know if maybe you did things before I joined, but I don't think I've seen you do anything since I've been traveling with you that would make you unworthy. And in my opinion, any so-called God that doesn't want your worship isn't worth it. And uh, then he will go lay down and go to sleep. Asher just kind of quietly would say, well, sleep well. And then he would get up and take his watch. Yeah. Things are much quieter um, in the woods now without the constant um, smoke coming up from the choking tower and everything. But <laughs> you guys have cleared out several days back from here. 
Well, the watches are all going by without a hitch. Then yeah, Asher would quietly go over and wake up Kingsley, trying not to rouse Kira. Hey there, friend. Teens need their sleep. No, he'd wake up Kira. Kira would wake up and at first be sort of just a, what, what's wrong? And, oh, okay. And then look like she's going to say something and then very much never mind. Um, and go about her watch. Asher would lay down take off his hat and just kind of go to run his hands through his hair and then remember that he doesn't have any right now and just kind of shudder <laughs> and then I'm sure he's exhausted enough to sleep we're going to have to get new Asher character art now <laughs> drawn on nah, eyebrows yeah Thanks to the vitamin-rich goo tubes, I'm sure it'll grow back faster than expected. But you don't—you don't want to put a little mocha mascara madness on your eyes. It's my favorite goo tube. He doesn't need to uh, meditate to prepare his spells in the morning anymore, but he does still need to take the same amount of time to draw on his eyebrows <laughs> and put on, on his wig. And... He's gonna put a a rank in—I don't know—profession cosmetologist. <laughs> Profession microblader. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Sorry. Whenever you get to, um, what's it called? Whenever you get back to civilization, it'll be a Sally Beauty slash Joanne's trip. <laughs> you gotta, you know, combine the two. Get some glitter in the drawn-on beard. Let me just make no. the the eyebrows with the pipe cleaners from Joanne's. Well, luckily the. Uh, burnt out crater that used to be the smoking tower has already become a spirit Halloween so we can stop there and get him <laughs> some makeup in a I don't know how they get there so fast it's a felt, <laughs> just a felt beard or Asher could try and stealthily because uh, he might be too embarrassed to ask Brixby for some of his fur and just like see if he can a shave a shave. little bit of rat folk yeah. Yeah. You know, and Brixby has spirit gum <laughs> that's true yeah, and it's like probably a seasonal check. What 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 day is it on the calendar? Um, we are just rolling over to the twenty sixth of Rova, which is the equivalent of the twenty sixth of September. Oh yeah, no, I'm getting my winter coat right now. I got a lot of down downy fur for you right now. You can now this is the new character art with like the badly glued on rat folk. <laughs> Here. John Malkovich as uh, Poirot <laughs> just <laughs> going back. Well, we got to pair it with the um, art of Fluffy Brixby with a couple shaved patches. <laughs> <laughs> like I just came back from the vet. I just have those like few weird. Really appreciate you lending so much of yourself to my recovery. <laughs> well, I think. Um, uh. Morning does come without issue. It is, as mentioned, the 26th of Rova. And, um, yeah, your work here is done. I think Long Dreamer isn't back first thing in the morning. It probably still takes her a little while to arrive. If there's anything you want to do before your ride gets here. We decided on the dot, right? Yeah, so. Yeah. Just a fun breakfast. <laughs> 
like for now, uh, Asher has, you know, a fresh battery in the EMP pistol, but that's in his bag. He doesn't feel the need to use any ghost salt cartridges at the moment. That will certainly not come back to haunt him. Uh, and then, so he's just got one revolver with mundane rounds and one with adamantine rounds, just in case. So aside from the uh, components of the restoration magics that you and I will need in a week's time, is there anything else we need? Are you good on bullets? Are you, do you need anything, big stuff? We have a lot to sell. We could do this before we go to the Dalton. Um, if there's anything anyone needs. I don't particularly need anything except for that diamond component. Yeah, we definitely buy enough diamond dust to cast two of the... Uh restore level cost of uh, restoration Asher will sort of he kind of ashamedly almost uh, hand to Alwyn a wand of cure mod with one only one charge left but he can't use it uh, a wand of cure light with 11 charges that he can't use and a scroll of cure light wounds. I can put all that in loot. I still have the nanite gun of some use, but uh, I can't use these right now. Maybe ever again, who knows? But anyway, uh, here you go. And Ash will just gonna hand all that over. Well, thank you very much. I'll keep this on me to help heal us with. But we can't really sell, like, a lot of this loot that I'm looking at at the Odenvay. Yeah, we'd have to go to Torch, probably, and sell it to the Kellogg lady that runs the tech shop. So, like, maybe maybe that isn't something that we do. I don't know. Well, I mean, we, we at least need Diamond Dust. Because unless we plan on going to the Dot and then going to the Odenvay after. Do that, I suppose. But Or Torch yeah. after, I, I mean, guess. I, I think it's still three days before Alwyn can cast on himself and six days before Brixby, so we, we're we not super in need of it yet. Yeah, that's true. And you're not really any closer to Iden Bay than you are to Torch here. You're kind of in the middle of them. But Iden Bay's more on the way to the dot, right? Um, no, it's kind of... The dot is closer to you than either Torch okay. or Iden Bay. So let's just go to the dot, perhaps. Sounds good. So whenever our moth Uber returns. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think, um, eventually a little bit later in the morning, your moth Uber, um, flies on back free of Azers, and she, uh, comes down and, and lands back in her clearing, and she's, uh, just sort of sitting there and, and waiting for all of you to let her know what the deal is. Long dreamer, I hate to keep asking favors of you, but could you take us to the, who has the tracker? It's in the bag, right? Yeah, it makes sense for Bricks or Asher, the engineers, to probably know where in the bag it is, because that makes sense in an intra, extra-dimensional space. 
Yeah, I assumed that either it was in the bag or Brooksby had it, one of those two. Yeah, so maybe maybe Asher's holding it while I'm talking to Long Dreamer. Could you take us to there? As he points back. Yeah, this is for all the people is, in the video call. is gripping the tracker. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta rest from her cold, dead hands. No. Um, no. <laughs> um, yeah, the tracker uh, does show the... Um, little flashing dot once you fire it up it's still going whatever this thing is that's uh, about 50 miles north of here and long dreamer looks at it and sort of looks off into the horizon and, and says um i think i can take you there shouldn't be a problem at all um, and she'll lower herself let you all climb on and as we have you know another falcor moment coming Seems like a good time to go to bed. Oh no, you're asleep at the moth wheel. <laughs> what are we gonna do? Good night. I was just Sam. thinking she should have got some barding that we could say is just like harnesses for us to buckle into. But anyway, good night, Sam. <laughs> night, night, Sam. Sam. Property of Network Against the Machine LLC, all rights reserved. Pathfinder and the Iron Gods Adventure Path are property of Paizo Publishing. See their website for more details. Theme Against the Machine was written and performed by your own Zach. See the show notes for additional music and sound licensing. If you enjoyed the show, we encourage you to leave us a review. Being weird, weird, weird. Oh, yeah, yeah. Rob, Rob. All right. Everyone. Waveform? Do you waveform? There's this thing that we do. It's a waveform. Waveforms. Waveforms. Just such wave waves. Those forms. Very form. Wave even those forms. Audacity. Oh, audacity. Oh, here we dacity. No. <laughs> <laughs> that was cute. No, that was nice, yeah. Why why is Jeff in just a tiny little box over there? What's going on? That's He's in Don't just put real Jeff life. in a box. Is it a Jeff-sized box for me? <clears throat> Normal no, Jeff can Now I'm wanting Hey Craig. Now I'm wanting someone and it's the no vainest choice. thing. But can we please get a parody of, cover heart of Nirvana's box? heart-shaped yeah. box <laughs> and turn it into Jeff-shaped box? Jeff-shaped box. <laughs> uh, that's absurd. That's better than Jeff in the chat. <laughs> I still think Jeff in the chat is my favorite. And it's oh, it resonates so deeply. <laughs> Speaking of Jeffs, you'll be taking Asher. You have some explaining to do to our resident <laughs> teenager. Okay. Is he you, unless you're replaced by like a hologram AI? style izzy you are skipping a bunch in yeah a way you just did some max weird. headroom stuff <laughs> i don't know what that means i was like, gonna say like, i'm not I, gonna I, I, really hit uh with our age base of our listeners 
you out, you out, you out, okay? Uh, an audio? Unless yeah. we intend to be okay. really funny. Do you, do you all intend to be funny? Any of you? No. Yeah. I, I I try not to be. Yeah. Good. That's a, yeah, that's a rule. General practice. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. All right. So, cool. Let's turn this off. Post haste. Right. Stop stopping my. Am I still? Am I still doing it? Yeah. It. Okay. Okay. Okay.